Wicca, Paganism, Shamanism. What do these ideas mean to you? Did you know that a lot of controversial views on these topics are based upon misconceptions? Welcome to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk, a.k.a. Susie Peltier. We will explain these practices in depth and provide new opportunities and perspectives to change your life. Now, here is Lady Red Hawk. Welcome, everyone. I'm Lady Red Hawk, and this is Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs. Today's show is Modern Alchemy, Permaculture at Work, and my special guest is Willie Paul. Today, I'm really excited about this topic because it really brings home how important the ancient wisdom is for our modern needs. It it talks about um, relevant action oriented spirituality so saving mother nature has also always been a core value in the craft but never before have the stakes been so high and the time running so short to skip tip tip the scales in both consciousness and practices the answer is permaculture in this show we will chat with willie paul a tireless advocate, online author, publisher, and educator on topics of sustainability, job creation, innovations, and new mythologies needed for this new epoch. But before we meet Willie, I'd like to say that while there are many traditions in Wicca, like denominations in Christianity, and these traditions vary widely in their perspectives and practices, we agree on two points. Wicca is a nature worship, and it has nothing to do with the devil. There is no devil in Wicca. Also, because the traditions vary so widely, I'm not pretending to speak for all Wiccans, witches, or shamans. I'm presenting my perspective on Wicca and a tradition that I developed over 20 years called Taoist Wicca. Taoist Wicca is a spiritual coaching system as well as a spiritual practice. If you have any questions, you want to call into the show. That number is one 866 Four seven two five seven nine five, or email me at info at suzypeltier.com. That said, I'd like to introduce Willie Paul. Hi, Willie. Good afternoon, Susie. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, Willie is a green certified business and sustainability consultant. He launched planetshifter.com magazine on Earth Day of 2009 to create a database of interviews and articles about innovation, sustainability, and mythic arts. His bliss renewed in 2011. He designed openmythsource.com, and I believe that's the one that you have uh, an interview series of me talking about Taoist Wicca. Yes, your your video interview, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, So the reason for that... Um, website is to produce new mythic stories with modern alchemies and we'll find out a little bit more what he means by that as as the show goes on his work focuses on what is sacred to us community building power of permaculture and the transformative energy in the new alchemy and global mythologies his online course sacredpermaculture.net is offered to all at no charge he also has cutting-edge articles at the Joseph Campbell Foundation and a number of pioneer videos on YouTube and has founded the Permaculture Guild of San Mateo County. So welcome, Willie. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it's a lot when you read it like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, just, who was that guy? You've been a busy boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Willie also and interviewed Starhawk, and for those of you who might not be familiar with who that is, she is one of the um, eminent uh, Wiccan authors of uh, our time and is a major leader in spiritual activism as well as uh, permaculture. And he has an article um, on his Planet Shifter website entitled Starhawk, Community, Permaculture, and the Sacred Seeds. So... With that, what's permaculture? Permaculture is um, highly uh, varied and, and uh, is defined by uh, different folks in different ways. Some will stick to a straight science, um, uh, sort of a science-based 
uh, land design um, definition, uh, growing food, uh, getting away from chemicals, getting back to the land. Uh, others will define permaculture in sacred terms uh, as new stories emerge about our survival past the crash. Um, and then there's me. I would tend to blend both science and myth, uh, both science and the sacred, to uh, to start uh, a new a new spirituality uh, based in um, sustainability. So, what is permaculture? It is uh, storing energy, using renewable resources, producing no waste. Uh, lots of good things that we're starting to do on the planet now. And uh, so it's it's a hopeful next step in the transition movement. As we transition away from consumer-based um, uh, culture, is that what you mean? Correct, right. Okay, okay. Um, and now we've seen a couple of times in um, the United States history where the conservation movement, as it was called, um, uh, was uh, was in its renaissance uh, when Teddy Roosevelt uh, set aside the national park system and the Earth First movement in the 60s. How does uh, permaculture differ uh, from those movements, and how is it similar? <clears throat> well, we're in an age where many are not following the, the dangers of climate change. So we're in a very paradoxical uh, problem there. Um, there's a lot of uh, religion and a lot of uh, corporate bias uh, against um, continued conservation efforts. How permaculture relates is that it's operated from a local point of view, uh, a local garden, a local community uh, effort, and uh, it kind of dismantles the corporate food system and hopes to provide local sources of food for local people. Again, that pretends uh, some sort of major change that's coming in our culture so we can uh, find um, healthy ways to to land after that crash. Mm -hmm. So do you see that that crash as being inevitable? I do, and that's partly why I write New Myth, because I want to get – beyond that crash and show people how it might look and how it might uh, work and, and how we can get, get into a new era uh, after capitalism um, hits, the, hits the floor. As, mm-hmm. as a, yeah, it's important to, to deal with it straight on. Mm-hmm. So when you asked Starhawk about the connection between permaculture and spirituality, she answered, for me, permaculture manifests as sacred activity from pagan practice. Our spirits are alive and intelligent. So I started to learn and practice permaculture and teaching it to others. So how would you describe the connection between permaculture and spirituality, Willie? Well, um, because permaculture uh, addresses nature um, and ties, ties our actions and philosophies and tactics to nature, uh, it's something that has to have a spiritual or sacred component. And that's why I talk about the three different types of definitions. It needs to have a spirituality. Um, we need to start looking at Mother Nature as a, a super source, a spiritual source, and not just a place to to dump our, our, our junk and to withdraw resources. Mm-hmm. So that's that sort of ethic uh, is something I'm promoting, <clears throat> and hopefully we'll get past the crash and get this new nature-based spirituality in place. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I saw a very interesting. Uh, article on the Weather Channel yesterday, and it was actually about a place called Frisco, Texas, where they are in the middle of a moderate drought, and the water company is taking a unique approach. They're looking at people's meters 
And they're trying to find the culprits of, you know, the people who are watering their lawns at noon and so forth. And um, they're sending out letters that recommend the um, uh, the amount, the scientifically known amount of water that would be necessary to sustain their lawns. And then a, a breakdown of how they are overspending their uh, quotient and then offering people to come out to inspect their irrigation systems and so forth for, for leakages and so forth. So I was very encouraged by that because Texas is, um, is a pretty red state. <laughs> 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 and one would think, you know, there's in the heart of, uh, the, um, the arena that tends to like to deny that there's a uh, a global uh, climate crisis going on, and yet they're doing something at the local level, which I thought was really um, something very innovative for um, uh, thinking ahead in terms of what can we do for conservation that doesn't uh, immediately slap people on the wrist. So uh, we're going to be right back. Um, if I want to thank all of you for listening in and telling your friends. I've received the stats on the show, and we're knocking it out of the park, so thank you so much. Um, because the show is doing so well, we have some great opportunities for sponsorship and guest opportunities available. So if you're interested, please send me your info at info at suzypeltier.com. Uh, Willie and I will be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at suzypeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. I'm here with Willie Paul, and uh, we're talking about permaculture. And just before the break, we uh, had a conversation about a little place called Frisco, Texas, where they're uh, addressing a moderate drought in some rather forward-thinking ways. And Willie had uh, a comment about that. So... <laughs> permaculture, yeah, the permaculturists would look at it maybe in two ways. One is to uh, take the lawns out, uh, eliminating the need for the water, putting in uh, drought-tolerant plants, or putting in uh, some food forests, actually growing food and using the water budget 
to produce food. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can have your golf courses in your front lawns if you, if you want, but that's part of the problem. We need to find solutions to those things. Mm-hmm. Well, ways that meet the, the, the need for the green aesthetic and yet serve another purpose as well. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Great. Good. Well, for the, what I can gather from uh, – the adverts of this new film, The Lorax, that uh, is going to be opening on Friday, is that it's about a character that speaks for the trees, and the heroes go in search of a real tree. And this strikes me as an excellent example of um, creating a myth to fit the time and um, changing or awakening cultural values. Of course, if you want to change the values of a culture, you do address the children. It makes perfect sense in so many ways um i know nobody's had a chance to see it because it comes out on this friday but just off the top of your head does this fit the criteria for the new myths for this permaculture age <laughs> well um i'm biased there's really nobody else writing a new myth for the permaculture age except for me oh okay uh the lorax strikes me as a sort of disney-esque uh approach to entertainment uh, it has some value there, but um, I'm much more interested in 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 the, in the division post crash, as I keep keep talking about here. Mm-hmm. That's that's very important to get a grip on. So this this is entertainment. This is for kids, and it's good that he's looking for a tree. It's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. So what is eco alchemy? Eco-alchemy, this is my attempt to transform or transmutate uh, sort of the false religious uh, spirituality going around the planet and, and put something else in place. Uh, when I talk about alchemy, I talk about a spirit, the spirit, and I have different um, different levers or different places that, that alchemy works. I'll just read the list from... From the smallest uh, transaction to the, to the biggest, I have imaginative alchemy, eco alchemy, shamanic alchemy, sound or sonic alchemy, digital alchemy, community alchemy, and finally on an earth scale, earth alchemy. Um, alchemy uh, was described to me by one scholar as um, being more important in the process of the change or the transmutation, not the end result. So I've always tried to keep that in mind when I'm writing new mythologies, that it's the process of learning or the, or the journey, as Campbell would say, mm-hmm. not, not not necessarily where you end up. Um, so I've introduced these alchemies in my, in my work uh, as a reaction to just the, the empty uh, sort of Judeo-Christian uh, spirit world we need something else so I, I invented it okay well everybody has to fill a void somewhere that's what we're <laughs> all we're all here to do something <laughs> some little dutch dutch boy in all of us with a finger in the dike on this on this uh this global need so joseph campbell defined a myth as a hero a journey and an initiation some and alchemy as i hear you using it um, traditionally, it was the process or, or the experimentation of turning lead or some base substance into gold. But we commonly use alchemy when we talk about the transformation or as well as transmutation of, um, as you're talking about, a transmutation of a culture as well as a transforma- transformation um, within values and within the individual psyche is that correct yes that's perfect that's exactly what i want you to take away okay great okay (laughs) proves i'm paying attention (laughs) (laughs) very much so (laughs) (laughs) so um i was able to watch your uh, mythic map uh, video a tool for creating uh cultures and it's on your um, uh, myth um, website. Yes, and, um, source, right? 
Uh, say it again, please. Open, open Miss Source. Source, yes. Yeah. Yes. It was very intriguing um, because, and I urge people to watch it because you were hosting a workshop in which people were kind of brainstorming myths. Um, and uh, I found it very interesting to hear what they were coming up with and um do you, is the rationale that we need new myths to convey new values um yes um in fact that workshop had a lot to do with symbology mm-hmm. new symbols new alchemy new transformations can get us to a new myth new mythic base uh my premise has always been uh, for a couple of years, anyway, is that uh, the classic myths are kind of uh, faded out, um, not sparking us anymore. So if we take some of the core principles of myth from Campbell, Jung, and recharge them with new symbols and new alchemy and new journeys, we should be able to come up with new stories that guide us into the new age. And that's what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how would you define heroism in in these new myths? Heroism. Well, I would say that the hero is not interested in self-fulfillment as much as this person is interested in community building. Mm-hmm. This person in my stories <clears throat> isn't, a, isn't a capitalist, is more of a, a barter, a uh, sharer in, in archetype. Um, so a hero uh, doesn't stop taking the journey, but that person reports back along the journey. And this is a primary example of that today with your show. I'm honored to be reporting back to <laughs> whoever's listening uh, on my journey, and hope hopefully it'll ring you know ring some bells. Great, great. So, um. One of the things that's very exciting, speaking of uh, new myths and so forth, um, Starhawk is producing her, a movie of a novel she wrote quite some time ago called The Fifth Sacred Thing. And um, that is a post-apocalyptic uh, story of survival. And uh, so that's very much along the lines of what you're talking about, right? Yes, and, and I didn't I didn't talk to her about that. Uh, so the the uh, the synergy of the paradox is really important. Suddenly, mm-hmm. I have an, another another connection to this woman who has been so influential uh, in my development. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have a book published, an ebook. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Actually, I have uh, four. Four uh, published ebooks. Sorry. Yeah, I have a series, of, a series of three. These are also on openmissource.com. One is the collection of stories and interviews and images from the early days with uh, a fellow named David Metcalf. And then the most recent one is, is the one I'm sort of hawking now. It's called Tribes, and it's 15 illustrated new myths for the permaculture age. That's the sort of source document uh, that I'm alluding to here today. That's mm-hmm. where all the new myths and new stories are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's the deal. That's exciting. Um, how's, it, how's it selling? Uh, I'm giving it away. I, I had oh, okay. to charge people for it. Cool. <laughs> so cool. I'm try, trying to be good to my values. Right. Right. Um, so do you have any other pet projects that are kind of in the works right now? Well, um, I do have an, uh, a new myth, number 18, which uh, talks about a couple of beautiful lesbian lovers who live in a mud house alongside the river. I guess you could call them a couple of beavers, but maybe we shouldn't go there. <laughs> And uh, that's uh, a new a new jaunt for me because I don't really lo- write love so- love stories, but I'm going to give it a shot. 
And um, I'm also working on the other side of my brain with um, Permaculture Exchange, and that is a group of permaculturists from interns to experts, and we're looking for projects for people. I'm trying to put people to work with permacultural values, and uh, that's slowly evolving. We have about 73 members now, so we're looking for projects, and that's the next step. Mm-hmm. And uh, are these paid jobs? People like Mm-hmm. Yay. Yeah, they're going to be paid. And uh, there's also an incubator, which which will allow folks to get in into a process of discovery for free mm-hmm. to get their idea uh, fleshed out so we can then help them make money with it later. Nice. Nice. So that's permaculture exchange. Yeah, that is really exciting. Okay. Thanks. Well, Tell me a little bit. You have a um, you have a class, an ongoing class. I mentioned, and um, can you tell me a little bit about that? How long that goes? And who's, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, sacredpermaculture.net. Uh, that was sort of a reaction to a lot of the flack I was getting from the scientists and the the soil diggers, I call them, in the permaculture uh, company. Um, Those are the folks who are just interested in growing things in in the soil and the chemistry and not the spirituality. So I put this class together to help uh, permaculturists understand better the spiritual world and their their, uh, sacred connection to it. It's Mm -hmm. a self-taught, basically, class. it has a survey. It does uh, a couple of things quickly. It's just it's just sort of a lens that that I want to bring people through to give them more um, awareness of of the sacred mm-hmm. in, in nature. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, we will be right back. You're listening to Spiritually Speaking: Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs, and I'm Lady Redhawk. Uh, if you have your questions, give, give us a call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five, or email me at info at suzypeltier.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at suzypeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We're listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. 
Welcome back. I'm Lady Redhawk, and I'm here with Willie Paul. We're talking about permaculture and eco-alchemy. Um, also wanted to su- suggest, if you're liking the show, go to www.facebook.com forward slash spiritual seekers radio like me there and check out our online store for some goodies you can also like me at the dallas dwicka facebook page and tweet at me at spirit seek radio uh so um willie let me take you back to a couple of these alchemies beginning with sound alchemy could you talk a little bit more about what that is yes in fact i have um I don't know, 12 or so sound alchemy studies as YouTube videos. And what I'm trying to do with those studies is find or create sounds and make some sort of connection to an idea in my head or a vision or a a fear and try to uh, put this sort of collage together with some sort of um, video overlay. Um, what I said before really, really pertains to this process. It's not really the end result as much as the process of putting the stuff together and choosing, uh, the sounds, um, that I found, um, rewarding. And, um, all those, uh, all those sound alchemy studies are at, uh, Willie Paul, uh, video on, on YouTube. So, um, I just, I just want to challenge people to, to understand that alchemy um, is useful in all types of situations. Uh, if you're writing a story or making music or you're sitting down to talk to your parents at the dinner table, this, this is uh, a possible, you know, transforming uh, medium. It's a, it's a useful thing to, to ponder and to engineer. So when I when I hear you say create sounds that evoke emotion, I kind of think about that uh, the doink sound that the um, uh, Law and Order shows have that automatically you it, it evokes um, the immediate kind of feel and uh, uh, tone and timbre of the the show. You don't even have to have watched the the show that just that didoink kind of t- <laughs> <laughs> takes you automatically either in the mood or out of it one or the other but d- depending upon whether you like the show but nevertheless that is true. is that a, um, an example of how sound can become a a, a hypno stimuli yeah, in fact, I, I listen to that sound a lot. I watch that TV show. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's changing um, some sort of sound pattern into a, a visual because you're going to go watch the TV. Right. It's Pavlonian uh, yeah. because we just understand what it means. But, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting sound. It does have meaning to you. Yes. That's, that's very good. And it's been programmed to... To have meaning, very very successful spin-offs and all all of this, um, just based on a simple kind of two note uh, resonance to evoke a whole um, storyline and a whole set of characters that you like or, or dislike. Um, yeah, but I, I guess it speaks to our our attention span because it, it works with only two two notes. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a theory about that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as a body worker, I actually think that one of the things that's happening with um, so much media and available everywhere, that when you watch TV, it was bad enough when it was just TV, but now you have pop-ups on your your laptop and all kinds of things that um, really tr- train us out of the ability to concentrate for very long because, you know, seven minutes most and then there's another commercial that takes you completely off point, then 30 seconds and you're off to another point, 30 seconds and off to another point, and then you're back to the main show and asked to pick up the thread of that 
thinking. And there's been some interesting brain uh, studies that are making a good case for the fact that multitasking is not as efficient as focused effort in a particular arena. And yet more and more of our culture seems to be valuing the multitasking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very, wow. very interesting. But I think it's contributing this this rapid cut um, and lack of concentration is, I think, contributing to the skyrocketing ADD um, statistics, attention deficit disorder problems. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> you mentioned some other kinds of... Um, of alchemies. Uh, one is, it, you touched upon it very briefly as in uh, just a communication at the dinner table with your parents. Yeah. These, give me an illustration of how this would work for that scenario. Well, <clears throat> alchemy is uh, also known as transmutation. At least I, I, I refer to it as a transmutational process. And your folks are in their own zone, their own world. They came from their own jobs, perhaps. You have to figure out where this uh, conversation will uh, be appropriate. If you have an agenda, you have to get to that. You may be asking for the car for the evening or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so using an imaginative uh, alchemy process, you might uh, calm, calm your father down, ask him how his day was and uh, gently uh, transform his, his you know, beleaguered brain into a, <laughs> into a, a more calm state mm-hmm. where, where you can ask for that, those keys. So, so you have to figure out, it's sort of a proactive approach, I know. So in a sense, this goes back to an earlier conversation I had with um, one of the priests of my circle where we were talking about the power of intention, mm-hmm. that you can set an intention and then then you kind of wait and actually um in some cases participate in sw- switching the resonance or getting other people in resonance with you so right. that the changes can be made organically so you're not forcing the question and he's not forcing the answer okay. you're kind of finding a a, a mutual Ground and it starts with the the calm intention to ask him from a civilized place and give him permission to say no as well as yes. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that imaginative alchemy is an, an intentional process. That's very very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, so you mentioned some other sound, um, uh, cultural alchemy, um, just a whole bunch of others you rattled off too quickly for me to take note of. You want to describe one or two more of those? Well, I want to I want to pitch a couple of videos that you uh, okay. can find off of PlanetShifter.com, um, and those will illuminate uh, some alchemic processes. One video is number two. It's called The Inner and Outer System of the Sacred. Uh, I did this quite a while ago. I I drew a triangle, and then I put um, permaculture mythology and the sacred around the triangle. And I'm talking there about uh, the symbols and the synergies between uh, those three forces. If somebody wants to sort of jump in uh, to look at what I'm talking about, what, I'm, what my work looks like, that would be a, a primary video to look at. And then there's a number 24 in the list is called the Sacred Alchemy and Symbols for the Permaculture Transition. Uh, this has been well received. This is a, a, a video I did in Oakland, walked through in Oakland City, uh, garden and talked about permaculture um, concepts and symbols. That would also be a good introduction to uh, this transition that I'm talking about today. 
So I would just give those two items out. Invitations. Yeah. Tell me the website, the uh, the web address again. Oh well, you can find this video, the video link off of PlantShifter.com. Okay. That's the top right. You can see my my little face and it says Willie's videos on it. <laughs> okay, very kind good. Cartoons, cartoons for the transition. Uh huh. Wonderful, wonderful. Um. So we're going to be right back. Thank you all for making this a top ranked show, and um, uh, we have some great opportunities for advertisers or for guest spots. So please contact me at info at suzypeltier.com. If you have a question for Willie, please get in on it during this break. It's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. We'll be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Susie Peltier, Lady Red Hawk, offers private sessions of massage therapy, hypnotherapy, spiritual consultations, Reiki sessions, and trainings in San Francisco, California. She is available for in-person lectures as well as webcasts on a variety of topics such as stress management, holism, motivational speaking, and developing personal spirituality. Susie can also personalize a healing session or a spiritual consultation for you through Skype or by phone using hypnotherapy and distance sessions of Reiki. Susie is a reverend with the Universal Life Church and a third-degree Wiccan priestess performing interfaith pastoral duties such as hospice and family counseling, in addition to a variety of personalized rites such as weddings, house clearings, and memorials. Susie is currently taking applications for students in Wicca and offers circle trainings as well as priest and priestess initiation study programs. To find out more about Susie as a healer, teacher, and priestess, visit her website, www.susiepeltier.com. Email her at info at susiepeltier.com or visit the Facebook page to find out more about Taoist Wicca. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs with Lady Red Hawk. We would love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about this week's program, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at suzypeltier.com. Now, back to Spiritually Speaking. Lady Redhawk, and I am here with my guest, Willie Paul. We are talking about uh, permaculture and sustainability. And um, welcome back, everybody. And um, Willie, it strikes me that everybody who has a little patch of garden should be uh, raising some food in that garden as a basic statement of um, the values of sustainability. But also, this is a show about um, pagan ideas being um, essential for uh, today. And it strikes me that what you're saying is with an impending collapse, at, we have to begin to think in terms of um, each action we do, especially when it comes to Mother Earth. Even raising that little patch of uh, garden is a sacred act, if I am following your drift. Is that true? It is. I think um, my uh, message would be to um, look for a community garden Instead of a small patch in the backyard, 
And the added benefit of that strategy, you know, kind of unfolds when you can meet your neighbors, share the labor and share the fruits of that garden. I think that's a lot better strategy than um, a couple of steaks and tomatoes in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what a permaculturist would do is sort of integrate and um, find ways to combine and to uh, create a better scale uh, to get more yield. Uh, and yield, in this case, is friendship and and uh, fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we kind of look at how the ancients, like uh, the Native American Indians, um, I think it was Chief Seattle that wrote it to President uh, Washington and told him that uh, what we do to the earth, we do to ourselves. And um, it seems that, that that that's true more than ever. Because mm-hmm. the constant rape of the goddess of Earth, of natural resources, of um, uh, the things that sustain and enrich us, uh, can't continue. It almost seems like the it's the slaughter of the buffalo from the trains. On steroids, because we've got, we've got, you know, wholesale, you know, chopping of rainforests and um, uh, diminishing ice caps and ecological disasters all over the place. Um, if we're to carry, did Permaculture, was permaculture born out of necessity or do you agree with Starhawk that it's always kind of been a pagan value and that what we're doing is updating that value because it's relevant? Well, I can't, I can't, um, speak towards, uh, wicked or paganism. I, I don't have any knowledge or don't practice those things. Mm-hmm. It does strike me though that, um, while Australians uh, in, in sort of invented permaculture about 25, 30 years ago out of necessity uh, to their you know, barren landscape and lack of water, et cetera, it does now strike me as an opportunity to combine the spirituality of Wicca with the pragmatism of permaculture. Um, and I said that at the start of the show, that, that's the third definition that's the one we should adapt, I believe. So that's uh, that makes sense to me. I think that's what we need to get over the hump and into the next era. Mm-hmm. Um, do you happen to know how easily or readily they managed to make that uh, change in um, in Australia? Well, it's still going on, but uh, it's quite popular there. And mm-hmm. They are the... Uh, granddaddies of uh, permaculture they're still dictating and evolving the science of it however mm-hmm. the australian permaculture crowd is largely um, non-spiritual in bent so uh, in, in that sense they're kind of backward i guess mm-hmm. um well it might be kind of said that if you neuter it down a little bit then you can sell it more you know, the, there's kind of the, the vanilla version that if we were out and out call it a pagan value, people would sneeze at it and and want to immediately get out the vacuum cleaner. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whereas yeah, if we just said, it's, listen, kids, it's practical. If we're stewards of the earth, if if um, even if we have dominion over the earth, as in, is thought of in Christianity, then we still have to uh, preserve it for future generations. It sounds like it's kind of a no-brainer um, to package it from a vanilla standpoint. Yes, but uh, in terms of the Lorax that you mentioned in the movie, I mm-hmm. I wonder how many of those specific values would be elicited in that in that script. 
And also, uh, I would hasten to add that we don't have a whole lot of time left. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to make these changes now. So, uh, you know, the Lorax is mm, looking for a tree, but, you know, our, our parents are looking to move out of their house because they just lost it from foreclosure and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all relatively speaking here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some uh, some very scary times ahead if we're not thinking ahead with it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you so much for for coming. I really have enjoyed our conversation. I feel like I've learned a lot, and um, look forward to another opportunity with you. If you um, want to. Uh, Read the uh, Willie's uh, <clears throat> Willie's interview with Starhawk. It is um, community permaculture and the sacred seeds. It's on OpenMythSource.com. And Willie, how can people reach you? Um, the best way is to um, email me, and that would be WillyPaul number one at gmail dot com. Okay. Willie is spelled W-I-L-L-I-P-A-U-L, number one, Gmail. Okay, great. And um, misplaced my note here. Anyway, I want to thank all of you for, uh, for coming and for listening. And uh, I'm going to ask you to kind of put your uh, actions uh, to this, put your shoulder to the grindstone. What he's suggesting, what Willie's been suggesting today is not so out of reach if we collectively, um, move together on it. And, um, Starhawk's made it a very high priority in her, uh, spiritual approach to witchcraft. And, um, I think we all have something to, to learn from that, that if we destroy, um, Mother Earth, then we're just destroying ourselves, just as Chief Seattle pointed out. So um, I remind you that uh, you can uh, find out more about the show or support the show on Spiritual Seekers Radio uh, on Facebook. You can also um, like my Taoist Wicca Facebook page. And um, Spirit... Seek Radio is the Twitter account. So if come on by, say hello. And um, my next show is going to be on um, how to, the ABCs of creating beautiful altars and powerful rituals. So it's going to be a great show to kind of explore the basics. And if you're thinking about getting some friends together and running the experiment of creating a ritual circle, then by all means, this next show is going to be it. Thank you so much for coming, Willie. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great fun. Thank you, Susie. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. And merry meet, merry part, merry meet again. To all of you, the magic is in you. So I'll look forward to hearing you you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in this week to Spiritually Speaking, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Needs. Please join Susie Peltier again next Monday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. Have a wonderful week.